to the Final Whistle podcast. Time you run. As final week for Junior Rugby League slowly come to an end, there's two competitions that are still going from from mine, that's Central Coast and uh, the South Coast, it's Group 7. As they come to an end, mate, we hit the NRL finals week. It's finals week on the NRL, Dale and Toddy. How are we, Todd? Yeah, not bad, mate. Pretty exciting times. Grand, grand final, only five weeks away. So, lot to look forward to in the upcoming weeks, for sure. Very, very good. Very good. Um, uh, look, what was it? Oh, your Tigers, mate. What happened to your Tigers? Mate, it's just one of those years. At least, you know, we got the voodoo off our back. We didn't finish ninth, you know. So, hopefully, so maybe a top eight next hopefully year, Hopefully, positive signs coming <laughs> forward. Positive signs, mate. That's all we can ask for, can't we, the West Tigers? <laughs> what about you, mate? Knights? Yeah, Knights. Yeah, Pretty shit. Pretty shit. Um, yeah. Brimson, just, Brimson just, made Ponga look like a 13-year-old, mate. Just step him silly and see you later. Not yeah. once, but twice. He's all good. He's thrashing about. He's sort of right. hoping they're going to lose and get beaten by a bit because their trend lately is get win, beaten by win, loss, fair win, loss. bit, <laughs> win by a fair bit, get beaten by a fair bit. So we're going to beat South by a fair bit and then get sm- touched up by Parramatta or Melbourne the week after. Uh, we'll beat Parramatta, won't beat Melbourne. Going <laughs> 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 to get through South Sydney first, guys. I'm the, I'm the only one here that uh, we won last week, 42 nil. like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. For the last 50 weeks, mate. Come on. When, oh, no, when, I, when I've been no, I'm talking about – I'm talking about the last couple of weeks when – when I've been doing talks with Busco on on Triple Nine and whatnot, and even here, you know, we came up against Cowboys and Bulldogs. If we weren't putting 20, 30 points on each of those sides, we're coming into the finals undone. But, you know, 42 nil, even though it was up against the Bulldogs, the fact that we, we held them to zero shows that our defence is ready for the Roosters this week, which we'll get into some of those uh, games there. Some of those games were tanking by the looks of it. Um, yeah, so... Maitland defeated, we may as well do the around the grounds now, Maitland defeated Glee Burwell uh, 17-16, I think it was, it was 17-10, and then, um, yeah, then Glebe scored a try, kicked the goal, and then they tried to go down, with, I think, all, all within 45 seconds, um, so it was a close game. Um, got some quality players in that team too. Yeah, Cronulla Karambar Sharks came back and, uh, and they defeated uh, Wright Eastwood Hawks. So that was a good victory there for the boys from the Shire. Yeah, they were down twenty six nil in the first half too. So it's a good comeback. Good That's comeback. a good comeback. And, and um, undefeated Central Coast the Roosters. Yeah, the Roosters went through undefeated and they won the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. And I think about seven or eight of their players got picked into NRL squads uh, for the women's, which we were obviously going to be touching on later on in the preview, Dale. Yeah, touching on squads. Obviously, Fitler's name five out of twenty seven. Yeah, so we've got um, Haas, the Tavoyevich boys, Frizzell and uh, McInnes um, named for the players that are not going to be in semi-final football. Just some thoughts around this, boys? Oh, look, I've said it before. Toddy shouldn't be uh, – not Toddy. Tommy shouldn't be playing um, Origin just due to only playing five or six games this year. He should rest his body up over the break and come back harder for the club that plays him for week in, week out footy. 
Um, I think that one's just a loyalty thing. I don't think he'll be playing. I just think he's been picked in the 27-man squad. I think Fittler's got his team in mind and he's going to have to pick 27 players and he just wants doesn't want to let people down. So that's an easy option for him. And uh, good to see Cameron McGuinness after having an um, indifferent year in terms of starting in one position and finishing in the other, get his, um, he's not into the squad and... I'd have him on the bench in a heartbeat. He can play nine, he can play 13, he can probably even play 12. If a, you He's know. probably going to be fighting for that bench spot with Pappenhausen, I, I believe. Like yeah, Pappenhausen or um, They'll or, be the two Guffo. number 14s. Yeah, so. depending, how, depending how Freddie wants to go on the bench sort of thing, depends who's on there. But obviously Queensland, they've named seven out of the 27. Yeah, so. out of the sides that weren't playing. Well, you've got to look at it though. Well, they got Carrigan, Offengalhi, Arrow, Brimson, Fudawaka, Ash Taylor, and Philip Semi. So, so is that is that is that so that means that there's twenty twenty or um Queensland Origin players that are still playing, yeah, in, in final football. Or by that we thought we thought we thought that we thought we were going to be home and hose, but we realised that we're going to be, you know, it's going to be a bit bit stronger than um anything else. But as you said, Kevy named them, but. The next, the next crop of Queensland players that get picked ain't going to be picked by Kevy because he has been. He's been named the Brisbane Broncos coach from 2021. They, I don't think they've named. I don't think they've announced the the longevity of the contract. At Two the moment. years, five hundred thousand dollars a year for a, a predominantly untried and untested rookie coach. Half a million dollars. That's a lot of dosh. He better, you know, he better back up on his promise. His promise is that he's going to bring back. The loyalty and the passion of old when he, obviously when he was playing, um, if he can get the players fit and playing Kevy style of football, then yes, you know he's uh, he's down the right path. But the problem that we do face is that he's a he's essentially in the NRL a rookie coach. He's done a, a stint overseas. He's he's man mentored or managed the Queensland side. You. You don't coach. And you got a Queensland team as good as they were. You know, you, there's you not much coaching. You, you don't coach. Um, even with Freddie, he's not coaching. He's but I mentoring. Think the, I think the the turning point for Brisbane when Craig Bellamy and Walters they've worked together. So yeah, that's Be- a that's mm. a positive for him. And then that's probably why you knew that Green didn't get the job when Bellamy's name was getting thrown around because. You know what they've worked together before, and it's worked. Apparently, they were saying that the Broncos hierarchy contacted North Queensland Cowboys and wanted to advise how Green had left the club, um, sort of thing. And that's what made their mind up to go with Kevy. Apparently, uh, apparently, um, he's not well respected in the playing group up there in North Queensland anymore. And the way that he left, um, it wasn't very professional. But we don't, that's his one side of the story. We don't know his side of the well, story. There was whispers going around anyway that he was going to get pushed out after the season's end. So he yeah. he he sort of made some moves and you know got it happening quicker than what it was actually. And as Toddy touched on Craig Bellamy, that's the that's the big clincher here. Now Craig Bellamy has come out now on two separate occasions and said that no, he's not doing any kind of talk about um, what he's doing post twenty twenty one. Uh, um, until after the final series this year, but as as we've alluded to here, you know, Kevy and Bellamy have worked together. I don't know how Bellamy will go. What happens if they come last? Like, 
We got coaches next year. Spending one point five million on two coaches to take over a club. What happens if they come last? What's the answer? Well, they won't come last next year because Bellamy's not there. Yeah, no, Bellamy. Yeah, Bellamy. So they're looking at a ten-year contract for ten you know years, I mean? and is the was he the the football director or something? He'd be, he'd be the head of football, head of football and coaching up there. So he would oversee oversee the coaching, I guess, of who comes in to coach their. Their reserve grade sides that they've got, their twenties, their Colts, their junior programs. So he he look over so all like the, the Gus coaches, the new Gus, yeah, something like that. I, I look, I honestly don't see. Well, then again, I, I don't think Walters is in trouble. I uh, dare say he'll be sitting in that coaching box next to him. My thing is, you look he'll at Kevy, a lot of input. Like yeah, Kevy, like he has to bring back those old boys, like you know the Hodgson, like. Hodges and you know um, Parker and all them you know I don't know what happened with Lockie in there with the club sort of thing. It's Lockie, all Lockie is no Lockie is on the um, on the board. Yeah, but, oh, but he's out of the bubble because he's not in that sixty. What? Are, yeah, 60 no, they, they, they had a certain amount. Um, same as same as Corey Parker, he's assistant coach, but he never got put into that final that final thirty odd that they were going in for the bubble. Um, look, the, what I find weird, and no matter. You know, if Kevy Kevy was always going to get the job, the thing that they should have done first is sign a CEO. Yeah, how the hell can you sign a head coach to a club that doesn't have a CEO for twenty twenty one? I think one name's all written over that. Yeah, I Ben Iken. Ben yeah. Iken's got the job already. No, but in saying that, if Craig Bellamy goes there, they're talking about the Melbourne CEO going up there too. So it'll be obviously the CEO we. Ex Melbourne, I don't know his name off the top of my head, and then you got obviously the one down would be Bellamy, and then there's talks that yeah, but Smith's going to go up there too. This so is all this is all in 2022. If it ever happened, that's a lot if, of money to spend. But like, that's what I mean. Like, look, look this is 2022. Bellamy, oh not Bellamy, Ben Iken's already on the Queensland board. Ben Iken's already involved in Brisbane itself. Um, you know, you've even got people there talking. You know, Benji and the others talking about, oh, you know, you're going to take my, you're going to take Benny Icon's job on, on Fox, um, three sixty on the three sixty. So, yeah, look, Benny Icon's probably got that that one signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, however, I would have named that first before the coach. Now let's move on, mate. Um, what else do we have in the league? Uh, league news for last week Yeah just on that If I can become CEO He won't sign Bellamy He's already made that clear On 360 as well So uh, just the final one Is you know Foz He's he's back He's flying back to Manly He's back where Back where it all started So he's got a A one year deal For 2021 With an option of For 2022 um, Is this the right move For his career um, Or should have stayed At the Bulldogs And took that That contract Could have went to the Knights Or do you think Going back to Desi Is the right move for him Oh, Desi got into the Bulldogs. Um, it depends on how his injuries are. That's the biggest thing. You know, he's played 13 games for the last two and a half years, I think. He's played 13 games a year out of, you know, a season and then goes down with the injury. Look, you look at the last time he played real good football, the back end of the Bulldogs, got picked for New Zealand, bunged both his shoulders. He still got something on show whether or not they now use his experience to better Schuster, Cust, uh, and Croker. That that's the thing now. You're looking at it. They've got five halves at Manly: DCE, Foran, Croker, Cust, and Schuster. That's before 
you know, the off-season silly games happen where one player might be told, oh, you're no longer needed, we're going to shop you elsewhere. At the moment, as it stands, in 2021, Manly have five halves in their 28-man roster. I'm pretty sure they're only running 28 in 2021 just to cut a few costs. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a good decision for him. I think, it, like, that's the club where he made his name, you know, under Des, and I think Cherry Evans is still there, a few young players, like... It depends on how, what price Manly got him at. I'm, we don't know the price at the moment, so I can't say if it's a good buy or a bad buy because we don't know how much they picked him up for. Yeah, well, like what does it say to? I think I think Lachlan Croker's been. I think he's been released. I think he's in the final year's contract, so there will only be four of them there. They don't re-sign him, sort of thing. But you know, even Custy, like, how do you feel? For, like Custy's not going to get a go, and then you got Shushta that's. Busting the same and looks like Dylan Walker will go back to the centres as well now with him coming in. So, well, there's there's talk that Dylan Walker won't be there next year, so um, we'll have to wait and see in the off, that, yeah. off season what's going. I on I love there. off season. Off season's going to give us weekly content. Anyway, Dale, let's move into it, mate. As you can hear the music in the background, TFW Awards Night. We may as well have it. Everyone's having their awards nights now. We're going to talk about our team of the year that we have chosen. Uh, and mate, let's start off without a further ado. Let's start with fullback of the year, Dale. Who um, have you chosen as your fullback of the year? Uh, can't go past Tedesco in just class, class above everything, runs 200 meters minimum per week, and is the best player in the game at the moment for me. I've gone Tedesco as well. Yeah, well, I've I've changed it up. I'm not going with Teddy this year. I just don't think he was consistent and involved as much as last year. I've gone with Pappenhausen. His passing game, his defensive game, pretty much all over his game is just improved by 100%, and he's become a leader of that Melbourne Storm. Thank thank God that he is a New South Welshman. Exactly. And should be number 14 this year. All right. As the applause stops there from our generated audience... Wing, wingers. There was a lot of wingers. Um, uh, there was a lot of wingers that were crap this year in terms of you know not doing what they were normally meant to be doing. That was Fergo, really. Fergo gets the of the wingers. Dale, who have you chosen for wing? I've gone Kyle Felt. You know he's played every game this year. Mister Consistent. He, he's up there with Ponga, probably the worst goal kicker of the year as well. Uh, but. This for me, nineteen tries over twenty games in a in a side that come what thirteenth, fourteenth sort of thing. Um, he thought he had the leading try scorer on Thursday night when he scored a hat trick sort of thing. But for me, um, Mister Consistent Felty, Toddy, I hear you going into the um, the cellar to pick out this uh, winger for you. Yeah, just like a fine wine, I've gone for Brett Morris, like Mister Consistent, like. His defensive efforts this year is just amazing. Like some of the tackles that he's made in broken play, it's he it, it just keeps going, keeps going, and just knows how to get that ball down when it's needed. I've gone David Nofaluma. I was there in the leading, um, in the race there for the Ken Irvine Medal for top try scorer. Fell to the wayside towards the end of the year, but he to me was a much improved player for the Tigers this year and probably shone higher than most of the Tigers players this year. And as we go, there's a pledge. Yeah, that's a good one, Nofaluma. I like that one. 
All right. What's next? Senna? Senna. I'm pretty sure we're all kind of across here for Senna. Stephen Crichton there for everyone. Yeah, Stephen Crichton for me. Not for you. Not for me. I'll go on um, Justin Ollen. The big big, um, PG. Papua New Guinean. I feel um, he's... In, obviously, he's a great player, uh, but he's just evolved. Um, under like everyone evolves under Bellamy, but I feel um, the foxes got better with him, in, you know, being inside of him as well. And mate, yeah, the foxes, the foxes don't do too many tackles now exactly. because the tree trunk just hits him. I tell you what, if he's running at me, I run the other way, mate. I couldn't go past Crichton like for first year in footy, like what he does and where he gets, he just finds the right, he just gets to the right position of the field. It doesn't, the ball finds him. It's just one of those players where the ball finds him and they can do something special. And yeah. I think, yeah, outstanding year by Crichton. I went with Stephen Crichton too. Um, yeah, so he, like I said, he's a good one. You know, started a year, couldn't get into the squad, got into the squad by accident in round one and, and yeah, just couldn't. Hasn't looked back. Couldn't keep him out. And as you can see, the crowd on the wall. Uh, we got the we got the teams. It's going crazy. The, the, the whole teams. You know, you been watching that? American has got talent. They got this big ass screen of all these people. So you come in there and you get a singing like, look up there and you see television screens. That's all you see. They got that in the NBA too at the moment. <sighs> <laughs> Pisses me off. Let's bring the crowds back. Um, five eight. Toddy, you can start this one, mate. Mate, it was a toss up. I couldn't split them. I got two, and it was Munster and White and. Like Munster, he just controls all of Melbourne. He's done a great job this year. And Whiten, he's just the X factor for Canberra. Every time he touches the ball, he looks like he's going to score. Mate, I know what you're thinking. Penrith, Luai. He's close second. I, uh, I've gone with one of um, Toddy's boys here, and I've picked Ken Munster. Can't go past him. Unfortunately, he's a freaking prickly Queenslander too. Uh, speaking of Luai, I picked Luai five eight. I was I'd be very critical of him. Uh, a lot of the, the, my Panthers fans, uh, mates that will be listening, will if they weren't sitting down, they probably would have fell over. Don't um, be don't don't be kidding yourself. You don't have friends, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. If you're listening, mate, very, please um, please reaffir- reaffirm with Dale <laughs> that you're not his friend. You're just a colleague. <laughs> I was, I'm very critical of him, especially against the Knights game, and he he, he had gone missing in big games, but. Boy, boy, you're wide, mate. He's, he's changed. He's changed my tune the whole lot around. He must so have listened to the final whistle and said, "Oh, fuck that day. I'm going to go and show him what it is." <laughs> so what's what? Twenty-one try, twenty-one try assists, and you know they thought, "How? Who's going to replace Maloney?" There you go. Thank yeah. you, Luai. Thanks for the claps, Luai. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on to halfback. There shouldn't be one freaking name on your list, and that's Nathan Cleary. I've picked Nathan Cleary. 29 daily end points. They were reinstated after realising that you can't penalise someone for an off-field incident uh, and take points away. It's not in their laws there. Nathan Cleary's been unbelievable this year. He has stepped out of the shadows of James Maloney. And if I've got to be brutally honest here, James Maloney held him back. 100% had to be. Yeah, I've gone Cleary. Uh, look, halfbacks, the good halfbacks like Andrew Johns, you know, they're, they're based around their defensive efforts first. And that's what Nathan Cleary's sh- clearly shown this year. His defence has stepped up. He's actually turned games with his defence rather than his attack. So I've gone I've gone with Cleary. Great game. Great effort. What about you, Dale? One, two, three, Cleary. Beautiful. Big round of applause for Mr. Nathan Cleary. And the applause is coming from his chin. We should have had his TikTok. That's, the that's TikTok. the first we one we've all voted for the same. <laughs> 
Yes, so exactly. We should have had um, that TikTok, that, the, the, the dance, film, the, dance no, the, the song playing uh, in the background. Of the his football has been as good as his dancing. So, <laughs> um, hooker, not the ones on the street. Hooker. Oh, we're going hooker. Yeah. Back to front. Um, I've gone Appy. Like, I've gone six, seven, nine for Penrith. Appy's probably the buy of the season. Bulldogs would be spewing that. They missed out on him and Manly be spewing, letting him go. Um, you know, they put all their faith in Finu and then Finu goes out and stabs someone. But anyways, for me, um, Appy Carlisau, uh, hands down. Yeah, I've gone with Appy as well. Like, it just got them to go forward that they needed. I, I, I tell, tell you the truth, I hate Panthers, but I, the, some of the players in their team this year, like Crichton, Cleary, Appy, like, they're just standouts and it's hard to go past him. No, I've gone with a player that was third string to being now going to replace him ASAP. Harry Grant played well for the Tigers, and after 10 rounds of the season, he was leading the point scorer. That's who I pose. Melbourne are cheering. So Appy gets that one. Happy two over one there. Hey, let's go with Prop. I'm pretty sure we're one, two, three here. Josh Papali. Josh Papali. Can't go past the big papa. 31 kilometres an hour chasing down Jamal Fogarty. you never see another prop do that in a rugby league land. Second row. What do we have for second row, Dale? I've gone left field here. I've actually picked – oh, maybe I might be left field. I've gone um, – Whitehead from the Raiders, um, he's just tough, he's just strong, he's mobile, he's a competitor. He does all the one percenters that no one sees and he never he never gives up on a play. He was injured at the start of the season and, and Cameron did miss that. But when all the players got back and then there was more injuries, he was a player that stood up for me and said, come with me, boys. What about you, Toddy? Who you got, yeah, mate? mate? I've gone Graham. It's, it's because of those reasons that Dale just mentioned, those one percenters, and I think... There's a few players in Sharks. There's not many, but he's one of them, and that's the reason why they're in the finals. Graham just puts in his effort in every week, and it's just an outstanding player. I've gone down the left side here of Penrith, uh, second row. Viliami Kikau, strong runner of the ball. Not running at his 100% like we we, we reckon we all reckon he can go harder, but he's, he's still doing hard enough to break tackles. So lock of the year, eh? Yes, lock of the year. I've gone way left field. And that is um, Cameron McInnes from the Dragons. Now, he started as a hooker this year, ended up as a lock. Still got And, and still did good enough to be picked to um, be in the 27 for the Blues. So for me, he, he's just a no-nonsense player. Just play him anywhere and he'll play... You know, still making 50 tackles, playing lock as well. Yeah, not a bad choice there. Not a bad choice at all. I've, I've got one player that just just missed out, like Yo from Panthers. What a great year. Like, super coach by the year, you know. Like, his points just stand for himself. But I've, I couldn't go past Murray. Murray's just dead set, one of those players that puts his body on the line every week, puts his head in the wrong places, but just gets the job done. Yeah, I've gone with Murray from Murray from South Sydney as well. So well awesome! Done. And as we go to this applause, we will come back after our ad break, and we will round up bench player of the year, rookie of the year, surprise packet, coach, and team of the year. Be back after this short break, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to be the best, you got to wear the best, and if you're going to wear the best, you got to wear Sonali. Sonali Sports, born in the year 2000, 
they are a very humble beginning type of people. They look after the West because they are from the West. Dale. Yes, they're made to play. Combine your passion and innovation to make Sonali your brand. Call the boys on 02-9838-4846. That's 02-9838-4846. Very good stuff, mate. We are wearing our Sonali shirts today while we're doing our podcast. And whilst we're out and about at junior football, we wear our gear with pride. And we're back, Sonali, great, great uh, sponsors of the podcast, good apparel, uh, we're going to have some deals coming up shortly with uh, Sonali, I'm going to be selling some of our merchandise to all of you out there who want our merchandise, stay tuned, it's not that far away. Getting into our uh, bench spot now, Dale, um, who have you chosen as your impact player, your bench player of the year? Yeah, I've chopped and changed on this one. I did have Brendan Smith, but I've gone with um, Nelson Asafa Solomona. Oh, he's got the name out. He's getting better. Uh, Only because they dropped him back to the bench this year and they've just kept him there because when he comes on, he's just a weapon. He just... He just annihilates blokes. Just run over top of them. It's it's all that about that quick that quick play the ball and when they get the when they get their roll on they keep giving it to Big Nelson and he just runs over players for fun. So yeah, Big Nelson's got, got it for me. Impact this year. What about you, Toddy? No, I've gone. I've gone a bit of left field. I've I've gone for a player that could get Rookie of the Year, but also he started he get he started at the age of twenty eight. So that's Andrew Davy from Parramatta. I think. Just coming in for his first year and what he does off the bench, I think he's done a great effort and I've given him the bench spot of the year. I've gone, uh, I've gone, I better turn my mic on, eh? I've gone Lindsay Collins. Again, played majority of the year from the bench and has added that extra element there for uh, the Roosters. I watched him play in Canterbury Cup last year and he was really good in the Canterbury Cup. He'd make... Easily 15 metres every run he done With maybe three or four Five post contact metres And you know he's reaping the awards this year By being up there in um, the NRL Week in week out A chance for the 27 man squad for Queensland as well 100% he will be that's very good And we'll give him a round of applause Ready fans ready We all went something different then What's the next one rookie Rookie, rookie of the year I think we're all one two three surely one two three Stephen Kreider Crider. Crider. Yeah. Mm, Stephen Crichton. He's you can't go past him. What he's done in his first season, it's just well, just it's it's a rare, rare thing. Like for young fellas to come in that didn't get much rep experience when they were younger, to do what they have done in their first year, it's just a rare, well, rare he's, thing. He's nineteen years of age. Um and the under fifteen just playing deep free for St. Mary's. Mad draw boy as well, but like there was, I think Edwards got injured, and then they changed fullback, and they put him onto the bench, and then he scored with his first touch in round one, scored his first touch in round two, and then I think Ware went down, they put him in the centres, and arguably the best centre um, in 2020 as well. So I think he was on the field for 20 seconds and scored his first try. He ran on, he ran down to the try line from the 40 metre line and scored. <laughs> Love and life. Sorry there, guys, I'm eating protein. Got to have my protein in for the gym. Uh, um, surprise packet of the year. So this is not first on the scene. This is for anyone. 
who you thought was crap, and then all of a sudden they've gone, oh shit, you know, and now he's on your on your lips. Could easily have gone to George Jennings, Daniel Lavaro, and Heverington for leaving their clubs and going over to uh, the Warriors on loan. Proven that they should be on top seventeen, and just on George Jennings. If I'm Nathan Brown, I mean, I, I'm getting my recruitment manager to see how you can get him out of the contract and get him over to Warriors. Well, it sounds like they're going to be based from Central Coast next year. So, but with um, with, with the evolving things, you know, today we heard, today we heard that um, you know, New South Wales and New South Wales and uh, New Zealand are going to have um, a passage there. <coughs> yeah, they're looking at moving that bubble to New Zealand. So if that happens, then you might find them being at home. But if I was George Jennings and I want to be playing regular minutes, I'm going to the Warriors. Well, um, I've I've gone for a I've gone for a Queenslander, but he he, he came on the scene this year. He's just just come out with his explosive speed. Like explosive speed that's going to change games, pretty similar to Pappenhausen. And you know, that's AJ Brimson. I couldn't go past him. He's going to get a Queensland spot this year. And you know, he's looks he looks the goods. Oh, he beat Ponga last week. I was laughing at that. I was like, oh, shit, Brimson beats Ponga not once but twice. Yeah, I've gone with um Hetherington, so he couldn't get a spot with the Panthers. Panthers said, you know, go to the Warriors, help them out. And to be honest, mate, he smashed it, you know, he said Jerry Hargraves run at me, he matched it with him. And then every forward that come in his way, he just matched it and he wasn't gonna back down. So yeah. it's me. What yeah. about Jerry Hargraves after the match when the Warriors and that he wouldn't shake his hand? He was dirty because he got put on his ass by a younger. Yeah, not oh, like what you said about those New Zealanders, the boys from other teams going to play for New Zealand, they look they stepped up this year and Alvaro, Heverton and Jennings, they 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 did a lot for their career going forward, you know. Yeah, well I didn't know who Harry Grant was until the start of this year. Now he's on my, now he's on everyone's lips. So we all went different then. We all went different. We're probably all going to go different again. So coach, I'll, I'll start with the coach. So um, I've got with Cleary. Um, <laughs> I know it's a lot of people are not going to like that. I've picked a lot of Panthers things, but they weren't picked to they weren't picked to make the eight this year. Um, and you know, obviously he got sacked and then went to the Tigers and left on shit terms. And then he's come back and he's like, he's going to you know, he's got his son there and blah blah blah. But credit when credit is due. Is it him or is it Baz or is it the boys? So um, for me. He's got the boys up. No complacency crept in for my... It was all free, really. He you. He's a good coach as, as it is. Baz is a good specialist coach. You'll find next year Baz won't <coughs> do too good. I'm hoping that he proves proves this wrong from him saying he, but I found that Baz was good at Panthers before he went to Manly. Not too good as a head coach, but he's good as a specialist assistant Mate, coach. Every, every halves combo he coaches... They they step up to the next level, but um, in saying that, I've I've gone for Justin Holbrook. Like he's he's done well with the Titans this year. It's just shown he's got his structure in place now. They're just starting to find the groove, and you know they're looking good coming into next season. So I've gone for Justin Holbrook. Yeah, Justin Holbrook's pretty good. Probably big coach of the year. 
next year the Titans can get into the eight, and I have no doubt that the, if the, if they read him and buy into what he's doing, they'll be top eight next year. I've got him. Look, I love to see Ivan Cleary, and I've got him down as my top three. Brad Arthur now came out of the blocks. They've gone stalemate, but he still managed to get them up each week on most weeks to win. Yeah, but he hasn't got a, got him up for a big game yet, so oh. that's what we have to wait and see with him, really. Let's, 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 let's see what happens. Through, he can get him through the season, but. When let's you get to the big games, that's let's what see what happens when it comes up against Melbourne this week. Now. Melbourne, they, they haven't, Melbourne have never lost to Parramatta in the final. So well, they six touched games them, in the final. They touched them up last year, two thirty-eight nil, wherever it was, too. So, yeah. well done, Sue Brad Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good clap. luck, good we luck, Brad Arthur. We won't clap him for Cleary then. <laughs> oh no, oh, sour, sour, sour puss tigers. Sour. I'm going to no. left field one here before we go on to the next one. But your most disappointing player in the bottom eight, not the top eight, the bottom eight. Your most disappointing player. I know it's just throwing a spanner into the works, but for me, I feel um, Tyson Frizzell. For me, he was lucky to get us to get a spot for New South Wales. Like once he signed that contract with Newcastle, he's he, he might as well just went up to Newcastle then and there. But to towards the back end, he played quite well, but he's very very poor in his expectations of as playing a, in the first grade. As you being a Newcastle supporter, I wouldn't be happy with that signing because what he's displayed this year. If he goes up with that same attitude, you're not you're not going to get your value for money out of him. Hundred percent. But I, I'd have to say, like the the most disappointing. Players this year, it's got to come from the Broncos. Like their halves, like Bodie Croft, you know, eight hundred thousand dollar Milford. In in times that, like I, I just base a footballer on their defence and some of the efforts that he did this year to get paid that much money to put, just put your body on the line, mate. Just get in front of the player. Doesn't maybe rolls over you. At least you're there. Just get in front. Like you can't get paid that much money and put in those efforts. So my my. You know, the, my player's going to have to go to Bodie. The bunker can't be a part of the bottom eight, can it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a player. It's up to you, mate. The bunker was shit. No, in terms of a bottom eight He player. ate the bunker. He's every week. Like, yeah. my, my, Into my, it, my. Right. It's, That's what we're going to name him, John the Bunker Five. <laughs> <laughs> no, John hates the bunker yeah. five. <laughs> Tomalolo was a bit flat this year. Yeah. From, from his standards, that's what we're basing him on. Not... Mm. Because he, the three hundred meters. Because what we're used to, yeah. But the thing is, like, and you got you got the the rest of the team to blame for that because. But the the Cowboys have got they this. Just lacking they this got year. this aura about them that we'll give the ball to like yeah we'll give the ball to JT he won us the premiership now that JT goes and then we have got this JT he can't run three hundred so, meters every week. So his definition of the Cowboys this year was an underrated side. Give it to the biggest player and let him run the meters. And he put the bloody winger of the year in there. Hey, at least one well, nineteen tries. Can't kick goals wonder, for shit. Wonder, wonder how many tries. <laughs> wonder how many tries went down his side. That's what I want to know. Mm. He scored a try in grand final day as well, so it's all right. Mm. Living in the past. Yeah, in, in, the, the past. in the past. <laughs> oh, we better give a round of applause here for. Um, no, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good one. Yeah, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so let's go back. This is what we'll we're give doing. This to Croft. Croft. This is what we're doing for the bad players at the bottom eight. 
Don't well, we have a, well uh, that's pretty much how he defended. <laughs> a bit of cricket. <laughs> 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 that's it, is it? No, we've got team of the year. Team of the year. Well, now. I pick four or five Panthers players, so I have to pick Panthers. Everyone's going to pick the Warriors. They have to. But oh, I'm, I'm not picking the Warriors. Like, people go away for the Army longer than they've come over here to play football. Like, and football's a fun thing. So, they've come over here. They've enjoyed their time. Like, people do have it a lot tougher. So, I've gone for Panthers. You can't. You one, can't, one, that's two. You can't, <laughs> it's not gonna be three. You can't go through a season and lose that many games and not get team of the year. Yeah, look. Panthers are They're my team And they're going to be Team of the year But <clears throat> Just going on what you said You're right The army do go away For longer But that's Their career path And this is their career path Their career like path you, you go on tours Back in the day You took oh, yeah. listen to Mal Meninga They were playing 18 games I know, In, in four or five weeks It's mad Saturday They play Wednesday They play on the weekend I think There's a story going around That Terry Lamb Played 18 games In a row yeah, yeah um, the Kangaroos tour of nineteen ninety five, I think it was, or ninety four, where he played every every game, and that's including playing for the Emus as well said as the Kangaroos. To me, I'll give you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be in the top thirty. Go over to Australia for six months to get two hundred and fifty thousand. I'd say ching ching. Oh, look, I, I agree with you on that same I'll thing. I'll me misses every night. The What's reason the why, the reason why I'm picking the Warriors. Is the fact that the matter is that it's come, it was, has been coming out, and and it's in background talk that if the Warriors didn't commit, there was going to be no side, there was going to be no competition this year because there's yeah, sixteen NRL franchises. Everyone wants sixteen uh, the TV, you know, deals and all oh, that. They want their eight games a week. Exactly. So for for. Only for that matter to make sure that the game the game still went around. You know what would what would we have done <laughs> for the last four and a half months yeah. if we didn't have the NRL to talk about? You know we would have gone backwards as a podcast and a lot of um. Oh, Dale, you do that anyway, mate. Without <laughs> without having no football around, um. You know and um. Yeah, so. Just on the fact that the matter is that if they didn't come over, it would have been. Oh, mate, they've they've done a good job. Like the Tamworth Warriors. Job. Yeah, they've done I, a good job. I like, like that though. Hey, they come over the Tam. If if anything out of twenty twenty, if you go back and look at what what would be in terms of game of the year for the Warriors, it'd have to be the Tamworth game where they won. Against the top eight side up in Tamworth as a thank you, and you've got to give Melbourne credit as well if you're going along those paths. Oh yeah, Melbourne I mean? had like, the, Melbourne had to re reshift. Like, they've had to reshift. They've done well up the Sunshine Coast, so no credit to all teams. Exactly right, mate. Look, we're going to go to another ad break, and we're going to come back in with our review, and then we'll preview finals week. We're getting closer to the grand final. To giving uh, the Pamworth Panthers the trophy. That's how confident I am. Roosters can go and lose this week. But we'll be back very shortly after this short break. Five here, boys and girls. HQ Services Electrical Air Conditioning are a valued 
supporter of the final whistle and uh, we would just like to give them a bit of a shout out and tell them about, tell you guys about their services dale yeah they experts you can trust they're sydney wide uh, throughout their coverage they're high quality guaranteed they are a 24 7 service with workmanship or warranty fully licensed professionals whole high quality service and also they have a five-star rating google um rating as well mate yeah, no, they're, they're top class. I, I always use Lukey and, and Jakey here in my house, and, and mum uses them as well. So they're, they're good quality um, workmanship, unbelievable. Got a number for them, Dale? Yeah, 1-800-954-403. That's 1-800-954-403. And don't forget to quote the hashtag TFW to waive the call-out fee. Yeah, exactly. Use the TFW... Uh, hashtag guys uh, When you're talking to Luke or Jake on the phone And they'll happily help you out there We have a good deal HQ services Experts You can trust Alright Dale Before we get into the finals Mate we have to And we must Review The round That was The final round Round 20 Of the season Mate you just go through And do Your review And Toddy and I Will jump in on a game That we want to talk about Thursday night, Cowboys winger Kyle Felt scored a hat-trick as the Cowboys handed the Broncos their first spoon. You know what we're going to talk about? This one is a bop bomb. <laughs> this is a... Onto the first game on Friday, AJ Brimson. He's saying, pick me, pick me for Queensland uh, after a masterclass performance against the Knights with a convincing 36-6 victory and they ended up finishing in ninth. Onto the second game on Friday, Alex Johnson scored five, Reynolds scored, uh, kicked ten goals as the Rabbitohs embarrassed arch rivals, the Sydney Roosters, 60-8. to eight. The Roosters now got to defy history once again if they want to claim that three-peat. Mate, the Roosters... The Roosters, they'll be back to normal this week, I'm telling you now. Like, they they knew they were in the finals. They knew they what position they were going to finish, pretty much. They just didn't want any injuries. Like, And you can see players going into half-assed. It's just, they'll be back to normal this week. If that was a, if that was a tank, mate, all 17 players and, and the coach need to go over to America and receive their Oscar. What a performance. The coach blowing up in the box, angry, shitty fucking um, press mate. conference. Mate, that's an Oscar-winning Oscar, Oscar winning performance there, that is. Everyone knows the Roosters get paid in bonuses if they make finals. So <laughs> they don't want to be injured. Uncle Nick. They do not <laughs> hey. want to be injured. Um, look... Uh, as 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 our headline on our Facebook page was, you know, were the, were the rabbits that good or were the roosters as poor as a two million dollar bunker? Um, again, the bunker showed that it could have been seventy, at least seventy points, to to eight. Should uh, had um those two tries been allowed that were disallowed? Um, look, <coughs> Gavin Badger finished up last weekend, but I'm pretty sure they got rid of the wrong referee. Insane <laughs> now on to Saturday, the early game. The minor premiers made it 15 in a row, rolling to semi final football in style with a 42 0 victory over the Bulldogs. Um, Baz, you know, had that, you know, that bird's eye view of about those dogs players that he's inherited next year, so he would have jotted down some, some dot points. There. He flicked a few already. Yeah. Well, some of them arguably he should have, but some, he probably should have kept a couple of them. But anyways, we don't get paid to do that. On to the second game, Ricky's Rookies. They secure a fifth spot after defeating the Sharks 38-28. We'll, we'll quickly touch on this one. 
How do, how as a coach, Johnny Morris, you know he's got to do he's got to do what Parramatta did the Dragons back in two thousand and nine. So in the last competition round, Dragons gave Parramatta a good touch up, all right, and then they had to versus each other again in week one, and Parramatta ended up winning. That's what sitting with John Morris. But the thing of the the thing that was different between Parramatta and Dragons, it was the same seventeen. <coughs> Sharks got beat. By a D-string Canberra Raiders side, and now the A team's coming back in this week. Mate, How do you put them up? Mate, everyone's surprised that the Sharks are in the top eight to, to start with. So, Tell me about it. I, I had them outside the eight, but you got to give Johnny credit this year what he's done with the team to even make the top eight. <laughs> like you, they they come from nowhere in the middle of the season, got those few wins up that's sort of cemented them in that top eight. You know, on the shortened rounds that we are playing, but if it went to another three or four weeks, they probably find themselves in ninth or tenth position. Yeah, look, if it was a full full twenty four games, Titans make the eight. Yeah, without a doubt, on the final game on Saturday night, Benji didn't get the farewell he deserves. He's suffering a, a knee injury in his size. Twenty eight, twenty four loss to Parramatta. Knee, rib, and nose. The Eels secured third spot in the regular season. They will verse Melbourne next week. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit upsetting for Benji the way he went out. Um, but they were in it until right to the end. Mate, too. there was a lot on the line for Parra as well because they were doing the live ladder before while the game was on. You know, they they How went good to was that? fifth. You know, and then they back up to third. You know, so Parramatta needed to get the job done. There was a few hungry Tigers. They were really wanted to get the win for Benji and Chris Lawrence, but they just. <laughs> Fell short, and that's the story of their year, really. Big props to Benji as well. So they had the microphones there and the game balls and that, <coughs> and he made his talk, you know, short, sharp, sweet. And hand I was over, all about Chris Lawrence. Hand over Chris Lawrence. Benji's going on another year. You well, know, he like, wants to go on another year, and he will. He will. He'll he find himself up. a club. He'll probably find himself at Brisbane or Melbourne. No, I reckon. You know. I reckon Bulldogs. He'll go one year there with his brother. Mm. Baz Baz will use him to train up his um. I just don't house. think the Bulldogs need that. They had that in foreign, and they just didn't. You know, they what are the what's the difference between foreign and Benji? Really, there's a lot. Benji, Benji, look, Benji's got that flair about him, but he's also got the class, and, and he's got the aura. But oh, at look, the end of the day, like they're if pretty I'm much a, similar players now. If 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 I'm an up and coming coach, if I'm a, if I'm an up and coming player in halves and at the Bulldogs, I'd rather sponge off Benji over Kieran every day. Yeah. Kieran, Kieran, yeah, okay, Kieran, they're, they're both on premierships, you know, both play for New Zealand. The, the young fella from Panthers, if they get the young fella from Panthers to come over, I, I don't think they'll go Benji. Yeah, no, look, it, it, all, it all obviously, you know, hinges on signings, yeah. but... Yeah, you know, it's a Sunday. Adam Blair farewelled in style as Wyong Rouge Jr. Adam Kieran scored a hat trick for the Warriors to end their season with a 40 28 victory over the Manly Seagulls. How disappointing have Manly been over the last month, haven't they? They've, I picked the Warriors on this one. You know, struggling with injuries. They've done it tough this year, but. How'd you go with your tipping this week? Uh, to be honest, I didn't look, eh? Um, I normally do, but I was. Too uh, far from the lead. Too far from there, but in saying that, it was the final game of the round, and all these changes is just like yeah. I, d- I only dropped one. Which one? Aristos. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I got them all right, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the nice, so I didn't get them all right. Just on saying that, before we go to the last game, uh, Billy Nibs, uh, he's he's our leading tip star, and you know. You <laughs> 
you wanted him booted after the second round because he was he had two full rounds in a row. Um, I'll just yeah, he you know he, he hit me up last week going, when am I going to get a, a talk about? Um, so we'll give him a talk about now. He's six points clear of second place. He's home and hose then. Home and hose is the winner. Where's Dale? Let me have a look on the ladder. Dale, 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 Dale. Dale's running 17th out of 26th. all right. I'm in the top eight. That's good for me. We'll be running the footy tipping comp next year again, guys. Um, hopefully organise a few little prizes and whatnot on there. The final uh, regular game of the season. Get the, back into it, Dale. The Dragons defeated the Storm 30-22. to 22. The, only, the highlight for me for this was how good some of those young local juniors for the Dragons that they've got there, and they need to utilise them knowing that they haven't, you know, the last month they should have utilised more of them. Like, that bloody Bud Sullivan, he's been picked me for ages, like, and they give him one game. Like Griffin said when he got the job, like, he's that excited to coach these outside backs and what young talent the Dragons have at the moment. But there was a low light in the game. It was the tackle, you know, that everyone saw. and Max King. Yeah, mate, like... Got three those, weeks last night too. Mate, yeah, those, so he won't play again. Again, the, again no. make the grand final. Mate, those tackles, they they've been creeping into the game for a little bit now, and uh, hopefully, I thought they were going to make a bit of an example of him last night, but obviously, they didn't have the balls to go any further than three weeks. Mate, come on, you in a real judiciary don't have balls to make any kind of decision. Mate. Well, a pommy fella got four weeks of the eye gouge on Tamo, and it wasn't even a proper eye gouge. Like I, I thought, once he felt the contact, he let go straight away. Like. It wasn't he like the ones that were he ain't snapping previously. no ACL or any or meniscus injuries. Like at the end of the day, that that Melbourne tackle deserved more than the hip. Yeah, look, the hit, the hip tackles and the cannonball tackles. Yeah. They've got to be outlawed from the game. You know. However, so again, Melbourne the, going into another final series with scrutiny on their tackles. You know, that's a positive thing for me. So. <laughs> But the thing is, then the the referees will just won't could like they'll just favour them. Yeah. Oh, hold up! We got a bit of a <laughs> we got a bit of a pointing war here. Dale points over the toddy for he simply best. Goes, oh no no no! I've got one! I've got one! I want to get him first, just in case everyone else has. I was going to take his Dale. Surely, what's your simply the best? Um, Mitch Orbison has been replaced as for the boys. It's now the for the boys award is now to Quarry Allen. He should have put the ball down, but he turned around. and He gave it to Johnson. What a fucking legend. <laughs> what a legend. What are you, Toddy? What's your simply the best moment? Mate, I'm not going with the NRL on simply the best this week. I'm going with the junior football. Like, I went out to Windsor Stadium on the weekend. I was there we in the big garden. <laughs> we, we watched Duneside versus Waratahs. Waratahs, you know, got the upset over them, over that's Duneside. Two, that's, two so, wins this, that's two wins this year. So, Waratahs, congratulations to them. And then Wart- yeah, the Waratahs. Was that A grain? Yeah, Wart- yeah. yeah Waratahs, um, Waratahs defeated us, the second Doonside side. Then they f- defeated the first Doonside side, and that was when um, old mate warmed up for 35 minutes and uh, from Waratahs. And we jeered him on the sideline. We go, oh, you got, you got sent. He goes, yeah, I warmed up for 35 minutes to play two minutes of football and get sent after punching some bloke. And then <laughs> in the main game... Mitchenberry came up against Cambridge Park, and um, it was a quality game. There was a there was an injury in the game from a big hit. Hopefully that fella's all right. He got um he got released midnight on game day. Uh, heavy heavy. Concussion. But I'll tell you what, it was a quality game. It was tough football, and Cambo got the win. 
um, 18 14. So good on you to Cambo for that, and good on you, Waratahs, for the mate. I got out there early, the winter. <coughs> I got out early to Windsor, just on Windsor. Um, and yeah, the boy and I went out there. We got out there when the uh, under 18 St. Mary's and Campbelltown Collegians were playing. I'm watching the game, I'm going, Yeah, this is good football. And then Campbelltown goes score. And then I look down there and I'm going, scratch the head, because I obviously haven't watched the under-18 girls game this year, nor have I bothered or needed to go and check the rules for anything. And then winners kick. So then, yeah, St. Mary's going twaddle down. End up being 28-26 to Campbelltown. I just thought so it was strange. modified rules. I just f- thought it was strange that... The winners were kicking. I was going, but they're 18s. Why is, why is it different I don't rules? know. I'm going to have to go and I'm going to have to research that now. But, yeah, I saw that on my, I was scratching the head going, you kidding me? And then I, up in the beer garden, <coughs> the rules are that you can't be standing and drinking. you got to be sitting. So, you know, we had to. I pre- didn't see much sitting <coughs> while Cambo versus Mitchell was on. No, I look, there, I'm telling you now, once everyone started turning up, they weren't nibbing. They were nibbing us when there were only about, a handful of us there But you know I got myself a table Good spot up there In the beer garden And um Yeah It was a ripper of Man, The sun was a, out I've was got nice. to give a shout out To a couple of players as well Um They had a young fella On the bench Early He um Come off the bench And oh my god He put a big Big hit on In the f- first half Another big hit In the second half Like He just For a young fella He had an outstanding game And the captain Bo Ferguson well, what an amazing effort. He plays the front row every week, plays a full game of footy every week in the front row. Oh, I thought, I thought he, he was their player. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, just giving it to him. Mate, I, I, mate he is fantastic. We were sitting up there and we had one of our sponsors for the page, um, uh, Paul Dicko from um, PNS Dumpers. He's sitting there and after this, after the hit, 15 seconds in the second half with the young the young Minchinbury um, winger, we looked at each other and... Dicko goes, that's why I don't play football no more. He goes, I felt that from here and we were 25 minutes away. It was, it was probably one of the greatest grand final hits I've ever seen, you know, and I've been it was clean for 37 years. So. It was clean. It just was a strong hit. He ran it hard. They came in hard. Um, yeah, but then they replaced him um, with 42-year-old Tonga Hamano. Uh, he came back for the fairy tale for Minchinbury. And I told Dicko, Dicko goes, Oh, fucking 52, mate. Come play Masters. You held it out loud enough for him to hear it. Come play Masters, mate. Yeah, no, um, it was a good game. Good yeah, game. it was good. It was pretty clean. My uh, simply the best moment. Um, they've been doing it a lot lately, but it was a good way to let um, to thank a 300-plus game veteran. But the Warriors given the hucker to Adam Blair after his final game there on the Central Coast. Manly as well. Manly, yeah. Look, yeah, this, the hucker there was... Really, really special. Um, it's been creeping into a lot of NRLs, uh, NRL games, and that now you see it. Uh, we see it. We saw it a couple of weeks ago. I added uh, a smaller one out at Windsor there. Uh, Haka, yeah, Le- uh, Lenny Wright done done a hucker to his to the sixteen girls after they won the finals. Um, so you know it's a beautiful gesture, you know, to have that for Adam Blair uh, on his last game. Three hundred games. That's a that's a hell of a hell of a thing for a forward to. Only if he put in when he was at the Tigers, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a low point in all no, your no, career. No, yeah, in your career. I, 
Never forget. <laughs> Fifey, what's blowing your whistle this week? What's blowing me whistle? <coughs> Crowds? Bunker. No, not the bunker today. No. What about that? Crowds. What about the thing that comes through that we posted about? There was a draw in the grand final oh. and it went back to the person who scored first. That yes. would have blown my whistle. No, that was close enough. It's the, cr- it, it, it's, it's the crowds and the lack thereof or the fact of the matter that, you know, there's hardly any COVID in, in New South Wales now and we should be opening up for more crowds for finals football. But, yes, Dale, you have just reminded me. Gun the guy. Tigers and the young cherry pickers played reserve grade grand final 10 all played five minutes not five minutes each but just five minutes of extra time at the end of it they were tied at 10 apiece it's not a knockout yes it's 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 a regular season it's a grand final this this having a draw and not scoring in the extra time and getting shared premiers that's just a load of joke you don't play a whole year of football to get Ripped off for first try scorer because it's a gala day and there's certain time. This is a grand final. They've been playing all year. Like, yeah. how can it happen? Even even worse in being a shortened year. It's totally fucking bullshit. They should have played five minutes each way to start so that's ten minutes extra time. Um, like there was time out. We sat. We all sat there in the sun, waited for old mate to to get carted off to the hospital in the ambulance. Time went off. Email came out from New South Wales conference. Oh, New South Wales, I believe, same in conference group. Conference competitions is great final. There's time off so no one can waste time. It should have been the case out in the bush. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that's blown my whistle, Dale, just talking about the bush. New South Wales Rugby League has come out now and done this one state strategic plan to rezone the bush into six zones that they say are going to make travel times easier for all. I'm sorry. Have they been out to the areas I'm and travel sorry, from the but area? Yeah, exactly. Sitting in Sydney Olympic Park, you're not going to realise that it takes you three hours to go from Cowra to Mudgee and back. Uh, Cowra to Mudgee, play your game and go back. Some people are travelling two to three times the amount of the game that they play and now they want to go and put the Illawarra and Group 7 together. So Group 7 goes all the way down to Milton Aladala. And then you want people from Firul and Helensburg and, and you know, and Bargo. Oh, not Bargo. Well, Helensburg is um, closer to Sutherland. Yeah, so, so you got Hel- Helensburg is up right at the top there, but they play in Illawarra because it's just down through Bulleye Pass. Bulleye was the other one I was after. You know, Bulleye and Firul. And you want them to go and travel so from, from Firul and Bulleye to Nara is an hour and a half. And then from Nara to Milton Aladala is another hour and a half. So you want them to travel. So say you've got an under an under nines thorough side and you're all taking on Milton Aladala. You've got to travel two and a half hours just to get there. Then your coach wants to get you there an hour beforehand to, to do your warm-up, okay? So now you've got to, go, now you've got to leave at 6 o'clock in the morning to get there at 8 o'clock because it's a 9 o'clock kickoff, Right? And then, then that same family's got two other kids in that age uh, in in the the Thurl team, right? And they've got a verse. One's got a verse Milton, and one's got a verse um, uh, Kalbara Beach, which is another hour and a half back up. You've you know they don't understand that there's that much travel time, and that's just in that area where they're talking about. You know they're talking about 
amalgamating group 10 and 11. They're talking about doing maybe group three and four up the north. It's too much See, travel time as that, it is already. That's the thing with junior rugby league. It's Every district is different. So you can't put a blanket rule over the, every district because Penrith, there's six divisions, you know, where we, we can cater for more um, more de- um, development through lower divisions up to the higher divisions. Country football, there's not as many divisions. It's like, one town, one team. Like at mostly. the end of the day, each, each, uh, each district should cater for their own rules because – the district representatives know their district better than New South Wales Rugby League. Yeah, but most of the most of the district representatives for all the districts now are based out of Olympic Park, and that's wrong. That, that, that's what it of, is. They're, they're, they're not they're not in contact. They don't know what's going on. No, like, no, because they, they they think that emailing and and phone calls are going to do it. No, get on you. Every get into every your district's r- different. And that's get into the, your, yeah. That's where I want to get across. Because yeah, exactly right. When when we come into like wait for age and stuff like that as well, it's it's not like that out here in Penrith either because we cater for every division. Where the smaller teams, you know what I mean? They they're going to struggle to put those bigger kids in the. Like oh, every just, every every district is different. So yeah, you still got you wait. You still got wait for age. Rule. Wait for age everywhere. Um, there is this rule now that you can um, drop down if you're born if you're born between June and December of one year. You can drop down a year below. Um, however, you're not um, eligible for representative squads. Yeah, you know they've all got themselves a New South Wales supported car. They need to get into that car and they need to drive out to their areas and make sure that everyone's being catered for. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is they're not. And if they go through with this uh, strategic plan, they face losing more people from the game and they're trying to recruit and retent. They're not going to recruit and re- retain if they keep losing players no, like this. Um, and that's enough on that. On the blow to whistle, let's go to our final ad before... We hit up a finals week preview. Remember to strap yourselves in for a good cause with Victor Sports. Everything from strapping tape, sports medicine items, braces, foot care, and injury preventions, while also facilitating your hygiene needs for your COVID plans in 2020. That's right, Dale. COVID plans are out and you need your, you need your hygiene. And David and Jenny from the team are happy to help you out making sure you guys are COVID safe to be able to play for your junior footy. Their goal is to equip athletes and medical professionals with the most advanced sports medical products that is available at the at your fingertips. Even if you're a small local club or a weekend warrior like myself, Victor Sports will be happy to help. So get on board, contact 9211 Ask for David or Jenny. Make sure you tell them that the Final Whistle Boys sent you here to get your gear so you can be strapped up for whatever cause you may be doing out there in Sportland. And just on Victor, Dale, before we get to our preview of the uh, NRL's Finals Round 1, Victor have come on board. They are going to be giving away $500 to the winner and $250 to the runners-up. For our junior league battle in the social media avenue in our off-season, we'll be doing that again, guys and girls. And this time, we have prizes. Dale, let's get into it, mate. Um, 
I think it's only round one of the first game that we have to worry about this week. Uh, every other game can kind of go and hit the curb. First game up, Dale, what is it and what's the team list? So after 20 hard-fought uh, rounds of an unprecedented season, the finals are here and only eight teams left remaining. Friday night we have Panthers, the minor Premier's Panthers, up against the back-to-back Go Premier's the in the Roosters. Panthers. A sold-out Panther Stadium will kick off the final series with obviously a block back, blockbuster match in matchup. So for Panthers, they welcome back Edwards, Crichton and uh, Kikau. And then Laurie, Burton and Spencer drop out. May and Kurt will uh, shift to the bench for the Roosters. Friendy's out after not passing HIA protocols. Brett Morris is back. Joey Manu's back. Isaac Lou's back. <laughs> and Lindsay Collin is back. Freddie Lussick's named at nine. Angus, Angus Crichton to the bench. And Mitch Orbison, Nat Butcher, Pawasa and Ikevalu or miss out in regards to the Roosters squad there, uh, as we thought. So, strong sides from both. Obviously, um, Roosters are missing um, their their number nine, but um, Lussick will come in and do a great job. But they've got Lachlan Liam on the bench there too, so they'll probably, um, you know, do a few minutes there each sort of thing. So, for me, it's, it is a tough battle. I feel the Roosters have been there and done it. they got lots of experience, and I feel that's... They would just have that's the edge that they have over the, the youthful Panthers that don't have much NRL finals experience. So they'll just get the cookies in regards to mine. But what's blo- also what's going to blow my whistle is they should have moved this at ANZ Stadium and there would have been 40,000 people there. You know, Panther Stadium got sold out in 10 minutes. Um, this would have been sold out probably in 20. On to you, Fifey. Panthers easy, mate. Panthers yes, easy. They should have been yeah. at ANZ. Well, I look, I, I don't look. You got to have a look at them. You know, yes, it's a new, you know, new kind of set of games here in terms of finals. But the same thing still stands is that for the last fifteen weeks, the Penrith haven't had a loss. The closest thing they came to a loss was against the Knights' first game back out of COVID. Yeah, well, I, I think Panthers has done the right thing here by taking it to the home, home crowd. Like I just think. Panthers deserve a home final after the the season that they've had, and I don't think they'll worry about a few supporters being missing out. Um, but in saying that, I'm going to go to the Roosters. I just think Panthers are due for a loss, and I think they'd want it now. They don't want it next week or the week after if they do win. So I'm going to go to the Roosters. On to the first game on Saturday. So we have the first knockout. It was the, the Raiders up against the Sharks, so obviously – both sides played last week. They play again this week, but all of a sudden, it's a sudden death match. So Canberra, I'm not going to name all of them, so all the top squad returns. And then for the, for the Cronulla Sharks, Chad Townsend returns from suspension, so he'll play seven. Kato, uh, Sione Katoa returns onto the wing. Josh Dugan returns at centre. Um, Bradley returns at hooker. Rudolph returns at lock. And on the bench, we have another uh, return with Talakai. So Graham drops back to his usual spot on the left edge. Sorison drops back to the bench. Nene McDonald, Hariti, uh, Wilton. Hariti. Hariti, sorry. Uh, Wilton. Billy, Big Billy and Daniel Vasquez all drop out of the side. Or I feel it's going to be all Raiders here. I feel um, Raiders will touch up the Sharks here with all the cavalry returning and it will be um, 
all all lights over for the sharks. Yes, it'll be um, sh- uh, night uh, uh, Raiders all over here. I think I think it's going to be a tight game in the first half. I think you know it's it's going to be tight until the Raiders just put the class in and. Run away with it in the end. What the Raiders can't do is get into that that grind that the Sharks want them to get in. Raiders need to come out and play their football like they have done, and they'll blow them off the park. And, and, you, and you find the Sharks team, they're always in the grind for the first 40. They're only losing in that second half. So it'll be a close one. It'll just be Canberra too good. And then the final game on Saturday night, we have the, the Melbourne Storm up against the Parramatta Eels. The Storm have been um, most consistent all year in finishing second, while the Eels, they started strong and then they scraped into the top four with other results going their way. For Melbourne, all the Cavalry returns. I'm not going to name them all. It'll be an essay. For Parramatta, their 5'8 returns in Dylan Brown. So Will Smith drops back to the bench. Jennings comes into um, back into centre. RCG returns from having a rest last week at prop. So Kane Evans drops to the bench. Lane is back onto, onto the left edge. Andrew Davies drops back to the bench. Nikora, um, Kafusi, George Jennings and Alvaro all drop out. Um, this is at Suncorp Stadium, guys. So it is. It will be forty thousand there minimum. Yeah. They can have up there, can they yeah. as well? Yes. Yeah. So it, uh, last they had this fixture last year, uh, and it was thirty-eight nil to the Melbourne Storm. I still feel um, the Melbourne Storm will be still. Uh, there'll be too much class in the end for Parramatta. I've, I've got a feeling this one's going to be the match of the round. I think there's going to be fireworks. I think. Parramatta's going to come out and prove a point, and Melbourne's just a professional team, so they're going to do the same. So this could one could go down to the wire, you know, two points in between. I'm actually picking Parramatta here. I reckon Parramatta may just upset uh, the Melbourne Storm, and then, yeah, that's what I'm reckoning. And reckoning um, yeah, well, it's Parramatta a danger game, upset. this game. Is, this one, you don't know which way it's going to go. And then on to Sunday, we have the final fixture. It's a knockout semi-finals. We have the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against the Newcastle Knights. As we know, Newcastle blew their chance for a home semi-final last week, while the Rabbitohs gave the Roosters a hiding. For the Rabbitohs, Sula returns from suspension. Murray goes to lock. Light, um, Knight goes back to the bench and Sele drops out. Newcastle Knights re- um, return of Lachlan Fitzgibbon into the back row. Sione Mattalia goes to the bench and Brody Jones misses out. So not much changes from both sides there. For me, if South City turn up and they played like it against against the Roosters, um, it could be uh, all lights for the Knights. But if um, the Knights turn up and they play their their consistent football when they have been winning, um, then they can have a shake. And this this just could go either way. It's it's for me. It's whoever prepares well and turns up on the day. Everyone's saying you know, you know they got Bennett, so they'll be ready. And then everyone's saying oh the Knights they got Adam O'Brien, so he's been there, and done that, he's got the experience too. For me, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be one um, with the six and seven. So whoever steers their boys around and gets them on the front foot will come away with the victory. So Pierce and Reynolds have got um, they've got a big game ahead of them. Well, I I think yeah, we'll come down to the six and seven, but also they need to get momentum, and on the back of momentum, that's the only chance of the six, seven, and the one getting involved. I think it's going to be one through the Fords this game. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think Newcastle were a bit lacking last week. I think the Fords would have got a real good talking to this week to get them going for this game. I think. Um, Newcastle could come out strong and get the job done. This one, this one's going to go to the wire, I think. 
Yeah, no, I'm picking Rabbitohs here. Rabbitohs uh, have been firming to be pretty good. They had a, a dismal game against um, against uh, the Bulldogs there. However, they came out and uh, you know put on a clinic against the Roosters, whether the Roosters were playing Fox or whatnot. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is that the Rabbitohs just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And I, I like the way that they all follow for one another too. It's something that all junior clubs should, uh, or junior teams should aspire to is to watch how the NRL boys follow through. Um, that's what every every coach wants their players to do is to follow through. Uh, look, South Sydney in a close one. This one here will go into golden point, I reckon. Ooh, tip it around. Uh, also, boys, we've got um, NRLW back, so round one. So we'll, yes, we'll have a chat we'll about that. We'll have a that. quick chat. We have the Roosters. <laughs> versus, four teams. Yeah, Roosters versus the Dragons. So bolstered by the signing of Rugby Seven star Charlotte Gaslick, the Roosters faced last year's runners-up in the NRLW season. The Dragons have added former Jillaroo's prop Stephanie Hancock and PNG captain Elsie Albert. So Mate, you just... With the women's competition at the moment, you just don't know what's going to happen at the start of the season because there's that many changes. They're, they're mixing teams up. They're changing clubs. So you need to wait for the first two games to see where the teams are at and then you can make your judgment from there. But every game's a, every game's like up in the air at the moment. You know my stance on the women's game, mate. There need to be an extra four teams in there to make it a proper competition. We've got the stocks. <coughs> now it's the time for... Both Queensland Rugby League, New South Wales Rugby League, and then I roll to pull their fingers out of their ass and get a proper pathways going. They, they look. And I, if I, everything goes good next year, I think there's no reason why New Zealand shouldn't have one in there as well. Um, so yeah, look, New, oh, New Zealand have their, their one there now. They got, they got their Warriors. Um, they got the Warriors there, but I'm not double down on this. Uh, I, I believe New South Wales Rugby League, Queensland Rugby League, and then I roll shooting their shooting both their feet off and then jamming them right up their asses with. With the uh, lack of uh, anything for the female game other than Natasha Gale, Harvey Norman with Women's Premiership and the NRLW. And the NRLW, to be quite honest, the NRL, yeah, the NRLW competition, to be quite honest, is a crock of shit. Four teams, they don't reckon they've got enough player quality. Get your asses out into your local competitions and check out the quality of the players that are playing in the Opens Women's Air and then get yourself a proper pathway plan. I'm not going to double down on this. Like I said, this is this is the time from now for the NRL, New South Wales Rugby League and the Queensland Rugby League to put their art, to put their heads together, get their fingers out of their fucking asses and go out there and implement a proper pathways. 14s and 15s going... 14s... 14s and 15s going to their representative, um, you know, Queensland to the to the Maroons Academy up there, wherever they have it, and get the Queensland girls in there to help train them over a summer period. Get the the New South Wales girls down here into Olympic Park and do do an academy down there with the Blues. 16s or 17s because they seem to be going 17s and 19s with the men's. 17s seem to be Lisa Fiola and the 19s seem to be Tasha Gale. And then I would be tempted to put a 15s competition somewhere in, in between all of that there. They need to start getting pathways planned for the girls. Otherwise, lose the girls to rugby sevens, soccer, cricket, AFL, anywhere else that has 
a better pathway system than what rugby league does at the moment. Was the Newcastle uh, the Newcastle? I'd say the NRL signed off in three years for the f- for four teams to start, and then they'll uh, go from there. So now the NRL need to get their finger out of their ass and moving forward to two thousand. Well, AFL AFLW went with ten straight away, and look at it. They had thirty five thousand people turn up to the game. And not only that, playing one state of origin, like it's bullshit. Play three games. Like should be should be the, prequel, the, the should more be the games. Prequel. The more yeah. games that you play live on TV for the women, it's it's only, yeah, it's, it's only going to benefit it. It's so they need they need a prequel. They need to honestly the state of origin need to be before the men's state of origin. Yeah. And they don't put a lot of like they don't put a lot of thinking into this. Like the Roosters vs Dragons and NRLW first game, all right? So it's before the Raiders and the Sharks game. Why can't it be at Panther Stadium before the Roosters game? They have got Roosters there, yeah. you know what I mean? So and even in the next game, you got the Broncos and the Warriors. Yeah, they are playing it up at Suncorp because um, the the Storm are playing there. But yeah, I just don't I just don't get it. So Broncos versus the Warriors. So back to back premiers will be out for the three peat, just like the Roosters are in the men's. Uh, the Warriors have signed some marquee players for season three. New coach, um, Jellaroo's coach, uh, jo- um, Brad Donald comes in. So only five out of the 22 players put their hands up to to commit themselves to Australia. So they had to make 17 uh, changes um, for that for the new Warriors side. So wow. they've got a lot of Australian-based players for them too. So uh, I think we, we, we mentioned it on the on the radio the other, Kira other Dib, week. Kira Dib, Chantel Stowers. Yeah, there's a few there's a few players running around and in the Harvey Norman's room premiership that they got a call up to from the Bears side and from that Central Coast side too. So, um, like you said, that's that's probably blown Fife's whistle as well as all that <laughs> that stuff. But we'll, like they've done the the three year thing, so it's on to 2021. Does it need to go to eight straight away? Probably not. Maybe we can go with six and we get some more rounds out of it. Uh, stuff will go to eight. Uh, you know, AFL bit the bullet and they're reaping the rewards. The NRL want to go in safe. They're going to lose players and then wonder why they don't have a girls' game for. Uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not backing down from this shit. Uh, they've got to really fix it up. And with that, Dale, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or our email. I uh, would like to thank Sonali, Victor, HQ Services, and PNS Dumpers for their continued support. If you'd like to be a sponsor on the Final Whistle, hit us up. We got an email: thefinalwhistlerl at hotmail.com.au. Or maybe scratch that dot au. Maybe we've got some good packages as well. Yes, so. some beautiful packages that we've just come up with. Uh, where you can just be on everything or maybe just on a couple of things depending on your budget. Hit us up and we will get you on the podcast where we can. Until next week or Saturday if you're awake nice and early, 8am, Swar Triple Nine. That's where we are on the radio. We'll play a bit of music. Dale, I think I've got an awesome plan leading into the finals, mate, into the grand final. We'll choose a couple of grand finals that we like each. And we will review them and talk about them. And we'll play the music from that year as well. So, Swire Triple Nine, 99.9 on your radio. Saturday morning, 8 a.m., Fifey and Dale. Toddy will be there on on the radio in the new year once he's done what he's got to do to get on air. Um, and then, yeah, we'll talk a lot of crap in one hour and then we'll boost it to two hours. Until next week, guys, thank you for listening this has been Fifey on the final whistle, Dale and Toddy.
And that's the final whistle.